We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos, and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Luce. How's it going? Good. You've, uh, you've shot how many weddings now since we've been back here? How are you feeling? You settled back in? <laughs> or are you overwhelmed? <laughs> good. I'm good. I had a really beautiful wedding weekend just gone I think I mentioned in our episode last week that it was local at Moby Dick's which it was great to be back there because I haven't been back there in ages Mm. my beautiful grooms Anthony and Jordan they were amazing it was just such a love filled day it was one of those days that I was just like there was so much love in that room so I walked away with a heart very full you've actually had a kick in your step this whole week I must say oh better moods (laughs) yeah probably um I played our interview I mean sorry our first episode back a few times this week just to sort of you know listen listen to your own voice (laughs) because I love listening to my own voice but I just noticed in the last season I, I tend to talk quite slowly so I'm really going to try to make an effort to feel like people probably have me on no, like no. 1.5 yeah, speed. Yeah, because it's better to talk slowly well, than quick. I, I wouldn't worry like about I that. I feel like I do these awkward like long pauses and I've listened to a few, a few of our episodes now where I've just gone, oh, Lucy, Probably talk to the editor. The, um, yeah, remove should, my pause. I probably should be cutting that <laughs> off. I just can't be bothered. I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, how are you feeling? Yeah, good? really good. I'm excited for today because you've been fangirling this person oh, for ages. Person. Heidi, she's so gorgeous. She's been a like. I mean, where I would I would call us mates. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, band girl. Whatever. <laughs> um, but no, I've worked with Hides across a few weddings. I think our last last wedding together though was quite a while ago. Our first wedding together was back in 2021. Holly and Josh at the beautiful. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but Derbalur. Up in, <laughs> in Byron Bay, Byron Bay right? yep. which was just beautiful. And I think that's where the romance, huh, no pun intended, mm. started. So, yeah, look, for those who haven't guessed, today our guest is Heidi from the romance. She's a stylist. She's amazing. Mm. She, from this interview, you will gain so much knowledge around not only styling, but just What's some trends she's expecting to see through the next sort of season of weddings? Yep, how she's drawn her inspiration. Yeah, how she feels about Pinterest boards, which I feel like is a very interesting, I feel like, situation that we're all kind of facing at the moment. Yeah, she's just got heaps of good little... Pinterest slash social media. Lots Um, of good little bits of advice in there for couples I found. So super excited to delve into this. We won't hold you up with my slow chat anymore. (laughs) We'll just jump straight in. So here's Heidi from The Romance. Well, let's kick things off with what inspired you to start The Romance in the first place. 
Well, uh, nothing really inspired me to start it because it was actually started by somebody else that I was working for in a bit of a fate would have it situation. I was hired very much with zero experience, but just a whole lot of passion (laughs) for being a wedding stylist. (laughs) Just over the phone one day by this lady who'd heard about me and my desire to become a stylist in the area. Um, and yeah, she, she took me on and she eventually split her business into two and I took over the styling component, which was called the romance crew. And when I took it over, I changed it to just the romance and that was sort of how it all began. But I always wanted to be a stylist. Like I was that girl who was obsessed with father of the bride and, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So it, totally was, in, it was in your blood anyway. Deep, deep in the veins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we're just having a quick s- scroll through your social feed and you've definitely got a unique eye that's so a lot beautiful. different to others. You've got a yeah, very, very nice feel across your socials. Heidi oh, just did – I just want to talk about a recent wedding Heidi just did was with Pete who shot oh, um, yes, he's mine amazing. and Eddie's wedding. And I think it was – was it Cl- is it Claudia? Claudia and Nick, yes. Yes, and it had the round 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 seat. Oh, it looked so good, Heidi. You did so beautiful. Yes, Eddie's just pulled it up. You know what? I was looking at your grid and I could pick his photo before I even knew which one it was. (laughs) Look, we all know Pete's amazing, but it's not about Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I can't speak highly enough of Pete. He's fabulous. And the edits were just beautiful. Claudia and Nick were thrilled with their. I've only had the preview gallery and I'm like, oh my God, what could possibly be more to come? Yeah, no. That was it's it's beautiful, and I do feel like your work is always sort of that one step ahead. It's very innovative, bold, and very very luxe. It's, yeah. It look always looks so beautiful. So so in your experience, how do you think the wedding industry has evolved over the years, and have you noticed any trends that you're excited about? Uh, ooh, um, I think that the culture of anything goes is where we're at, and it didn't used to be that way. Mm. It used to be sort of a list of boxes that a bride and groom or a bride and bride groom groom had to tick and now it's you can make your own boxes it's just you do whatever and you make your day very much about and it's an extension of your personality opposed to a bunch of steps on a on a run sheet so I think that's probably the biggest difference about weddings these days to what they used to be um but as far as the trends I'm excited about go, I'm just all about the details. Like I love those big moments when you walk into a room and you're like, oh, whoa, what's that? But also like for me, it's the little things that your eye is drawn into on a like a tablescape or within the florals or whatever it might be. They That just makes my heart sing that stuff. It's my soul food. I love um, that. So satin rosettes are a big thing for me at the minute. I've been making satin rosettes and – yeah, what are it's they? Be a thing. I'm just throwing it out there. What are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they? It's just kind of like I just sort of bundle up a piece of satin and turn it into the shape of like a really beautiful rosette, and then I sort of put it into the styling in oh my God, cute. an interesting way. And it just yeah, it looks great. Um, and silver, I'm dying for silver. I want to cover everything in silver, including my whole body and myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But see, that is, I, I feel like that is what makes you the incredible stylist that you are because it's like you live and breathe the moment that you're in and that just floods into your work. 
So I think that is the difference between, you know, it's kind of like what's trending versus what I'm putting out there because I really believe in it. And I think that's amazing. I think one of the most beautiful tablescapes I have ever seen you do, and it was really, really simple, but it was so incredible, was I think it was Mona Farm and it had the mirror under the candles Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it gave the effect of it looked like the candles were floating almost. Oh, it is right up there with one of my favourite days. It was just It's insane though and so simple. Like it was so simple but it it just like it was like breathtaking to see that. It looked so good. Thank you. I must I must throw some credit to um the, you know the beautiful account Loon 1860. I don't know if you no. know them. Uh they they were the original inspiration behind that concept and we just obviously took it and elevated it to another place for the scale of a wedding. But um yeah, that wedding was highly inspired by that account and oh, the okay. the artist that that works for it, but wow, was it fun to Very cool. um, bring it together on such a massive scale and then obviously, you know, putting our own touch on it and making the details like very true to us as creatives not just like plucking and copying pasting someone else's work well that's a perfect segue into our next question with that all being said how do you stay creative and innovative with your styling approach I think the best way to be innovative is just not worry too much about what everyone else around you is doing and just trust your gut Mm. and your instincts because that's how true innovators work they're they're following their own path they're not looking around for what everyone else is doing to see if it's right or wrong um and then finding clients that are happy to give you space to do that is really important because if you have a client that doesn't feel comfortable to step back and let you be creative it's not going to get the same results as what it would if you were allowed that so yeah just finding that sort of um, synergy with your clients is really important and um, I guess as well just not looking for inspiration within weddings like I don't Mm. really look for inspiration from other stylists or from wedding pages or I I sort of tend to look for things you know within architecture or fashion or um even just like a cool word might yep. inspire a concept. Yeah, just sort of a little bit more outside the box. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, really, awesome. really great. And we've spoken – sorry, Ed, you were probably about to say that. No, but no. we've spoken about that whole just when couples go ahead and pick their vendors, it's really about leaning into trusting their creativity and knowing that they're going to bring your vision to life and giving them that space. I think that's essential. Totally. Like you, you choose your vendors for a reason and if you've chosen them because you genuinely love what they do, just surrender a little to the process and you'll get the best results for sure. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I feel like looking at your work, it does, you know, it. You, you can tell you take inspiration from outside of weddings, which makes you super unique. It, it's very cool. So what, what advice would you have for couples trying to navigate this very overwhelming choices in the wedding industry and trying to find a style, style that truly represents them? I would say it's really important for them to trust their own tastes and not to feel pressured to follow fads and trends because they're always going to be chopping and changing and what's cool one year could be the dorkiest thing ever the next. So just lean into your own 
tastes and if you're struggling to recognize what your tastes are because I do get a lot of clients coming to me saying I don't even know what I like Mm. and so in that instance I'll just say start with how you want your day to feel opposed to what you think you might want it to look like and then we'll draw on that and your stylist will definitely have a keen understanding of how to evoke that feeling through the styling and create a sort of emotional experience with visuals um that's that's always a great place to start is start with the emotions of what your guests what you want your guests to feel and then keep the creative sort of concept phase of your wedding to a minimum don't don't start too early because that's when you'll get overwhelmed you'll be starting you know you start 24 months out or 18 months out even a year out it's it's just too early there's too much that's going to change and yeah keep it fresh don't let it get to the point where your own wedding feels stale to you come the day all such great advice I really love that whole tuning into what you would like it to feel and what you guess what you want your guests to feel and that's another thing as well like couples aren't meant to know visually right it's like it's kind of that's why you take people on to bring that vision part to life definitely and and if you're you know very specific in what you do want that's fine too like you a stylist is there to elevate a very specific vision if that's what you do have but if you've got no idea and she's bringing it together or he from the bare bones you know it's 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 all doable it's just like finding honing in on that feeling and that experience and bringing it together from there yeah you're so right what what I saw 18 months ago in weddings is very different to what's happening Mm. right now, especially in terms of styling. So that's really good advice. Definitely. And that is another, it leads us into the next question. And I'm very interested to hear your answer on this because Pinterest (laughs) (laughs) is like, and I'm, I'm feel like I could almost guess what you're going to say, but what is your take on Pinterest? Because I feel like (laughs) I'm laughing because I have a love-hate with Mm -hmm. Pinterest and as a photographer I get sent a lot of Pinterest boards and I'm sure as a stylist you would get sent a lot of Pinterest boards. So do you personally encourage Pinterest boards as a means of inspo for your couples that you book? I think Pinterest boards are great if you know how to use Pinterest. Pinterest can just be such a rabbit hole. Absolutely. It's quite volatile. (laughs) Yeah, you click into one image and then all of a sudden you're sent down this whole other tangent and you can get a bit distracted and lost from that core place that you would, you know, what you were originally on there to try and achieve. But um, I don't discourage them because I actually use Pinterest quite a lot myself to bring together and curate imagery for a day. But I feel like I know how to use the platform pretty well that, that I don't get distracted and lost. So I think sometimes maybe for couples, I'll just ask for them to send me maybe one or two images that really speak to them and that really encapsulate those descriptive words that we've probably been throwing around just to make sure that my interpretation of, you know, whether they be calling their day elegant, minimal, is the same take as theirs because you can really grab a word and run with it and it could be a completely different version of how that word is interpreted to somebody else. That's a really, really good way to put it. I'm pretty keen to uh, unpack that a little bit more. So what what are some like some of your tips to China? Because I don't use Pinterest at all, really. Mm. But um, what what are some of the... I hear what Heidi's saying because it kind of goes back to what she was saying earlier in regards to the fact that 
you know, pulling, pulling inspiration doesn't necessarily have to be within the industry. So it could mm. be finding like a really cool magazine mm. cover or a really amazing, I don't know, print by an artist mm. and sending totally. that to your right. stylist. And then the stylist goes ahead and look, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but um, picks colors and that's like a color palette yes, kind of thing. Am I you. right in saying that, Hides? You're totally right. It's about the way to use that search engine is by not putting the word wedding in too much. The word wedding can just, it, it will basically send you to a bunch of weddings. So that's something that's already been done. Whereas if you put in, say, the word silver texture because you want to find something that's cool in texture to add into the board, to add that element of silver, but not a specific photo of a specific thing done at a wedding past, then, yeah, you just it's just about finding creative ways to search for the imagery to then curate a really beautiful mood board. But that's that's my job. For a, for a Pinterest user that's not a stylist, um, I mean, you can definitely do the same thing. But, yeah, just say avoiding the word wedding is yeah. my biggest tip. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. I love that. Don't go too far down the wedding rabbit holes. They will, you'll get lost. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, so on to the, the next one. What what do you think is the most creative wedding styling project you've ever worked on? And I, I know it's going to be hard to. <laughs> We've probably spoken about one, it already. We've <laughs> spoken about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, <laughs> it was definitely that Mona Farm wedding for um, Morgan and Tom. It, it just yeah blue minds it was so beautiful it was featured on the lane and the like the cake alone was just so conceptual and cool it was like a um individual pearls that were edible so it was this sort of landscape of spilling pearls over perspex and we had sort of faux pearls draped down the side of the table so it looked like they were actually physically spilling off and it was just like cool bananas and yeah, that one was definitely for me my favorite um, creative project. Wow. Were the they uh, like what? What were their like? Were their jobs creative? Like it looked almost architectural background kind of thing. I think the bride had a bit of design and a graphic background, and she was a poet, like a writer. Um, so there was definitely elements of creativity within their personalities. Um, and their family just as a whole, they were such refined, elegant people. So it just, it screamed of their personalities to me. And yeah, I really enjoyed working with them. I, I kind of want them to just get married again so that <laughs> I can do it all over again. <laughs> I think that's also a really beautiful wedding as, um, in terms of to our listeners, it's an example of simplistic elegance and it's not nothing that there's not heaps going on it doesn't look like there was I mean I'm sure in the background there was a lot involved in bringing those bits together there always is but Mm -hmm. I just think it's the epitome of like not having to overdo your styling it's that there's the option to really pare it back and have those like little or big wow factors that just bring your day to life regardless of how much money is put into it. Yeah, definitely. It's a, the less is more approach can take it. It's done well. It will be minimal brings together maximal. So you'll get this overall visual effect. Something so simple done well on scale will become 
yeah, a massive wow factor. So I always encourage less is more. I, I really do think that if you pull back, it gives opportunity for the little things to shine opposed to everything getting a little bit lost in itself. Yeah, it's great advice, Heidi. So from your perspective, how do you feel the concept of tradition in weddings has evolved? And do you think couples today are more or less inclined to follow conventional norms? I think tradition has been pretty blown out of the water. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know if the word tradition really applies so much anymore. It's probably more sentiment. People still do things that would maybe be considered traditional for the sentimental aspect of them. Um, but yeah, less and less inclined to follow tradition for sure, but not, not entirely disregard it. Like, you know, they might not cut a cake, but they'll have a shot of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> so like, weddings are just getting more wild, really. Yeah, yeah, totally. More of, more of a party. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. things like that. Like yeah. there's always ways to take tradition and make it your own. Sounds cliche, but so true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And are there any misconceptions out there that um, you can debunk for the listeners regarding weddings? I think a thing that, a lot of people think about the wedding industry and wedding suppliers is that we're very overpriced and that we just throw extra costs on things on top of our services. And like, sometimes there can be like, almost like not from any clients I've dealt with personally or the way they've treated me, but there's almost this like bitterness that wedding suppliers just want to take advantage of people's money. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's something that everybody else experiences, but I, you read, little things about it in magazines and stuff sometimes and I think oh no I don't think that's quite right like it's very founded why things are more expensive in the wedding industry there's so much more that goes into the service um, provided when a, a supplier is doing it for a wedding than what that service would be given any other situation so it, it, the behind the scenes is just so uh, uh, detailed layered that there has to be more expense attached. Mm. Like I, I see people like oftentimes questioning floral prices and I do a little bit of florals myself, but for the most part, I do tend to outsource it. Um, but you know, the, the, the amount of hours that have gone into that florist liaising with the stylist and the venue and the client and the transport and the refrigerated trucks and vans and you know, the, the going to the markets, the farms, the warehouses, to the venue, doing all the floral prep, uh, shipping costs, creating, designing, the yeah. importance of the day alone, rigging, all the all that stuff, the pack down disposal. It's just so much it's involved. Huge. You're not just paying for flowers. Yep. So, yeah, it's just about, I guess, it's not even really like it's a myth it's more just like a lack of understanding mm. yeah yeah and yeah. I think create like even the way you just put it then and going through the checklist of just what a florist would have to think about it's like it's really going to reiterate to listeners and couples that it is it's a huge timeline and a huge process and the the biggest bit of GST in weddings is that we only have one shot to get it right like (laughs) we stuff it up like we can't it's not a matter of redo it's like so that pressure is also immense and yeah I I 100% understand what you're saying absolutely even getting married I think it's really important to hear too ourselves I had no idea for the amount of 
effort and resources that went into yeah all the behind the scenes especially before the wedding for the styling and the the coordination side of things Mm. like I think there was people there setting up the day before and I was like why are they here and I was like well there's actually (laughs) so much to do (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know yeah You'll often have people say, oh, aren't you just throwing out some chairs? You're like, oh, no. No, I'm, I'm measuring the distance between all of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot that goes on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really great point. Um, this question for me is a big one because I feel like being in the industry, I'm also affected by the impact of social media. But mm. what do you believe, in your opinion, how has social media impacted the expectation and experiences of couples planning their weddings at the moment? I think experience-wise, it can be a positive because there's just so much content to play around with, which is great for us as stylists to offer visual aids. And it also kind of, it's there's mini communities within pages on Instagram. So there's, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are attached to my business that I know and trust and love. And that creates trust for the client in knowing that those vendors are good and vice versa for me. So I think in that sense, it can be a really, really great thing. What I don't like about social media is it's just that old saying, comparison is the thief of joy. And yeah. it really is. It's, there's too much comparison that goes on. And it I don't know, you, you want to be able to walk away from your wedding with the biggest smile on your face, happy as ever, and not have that constant oh, they did it better than me feeling, which I think the Instagram naturally does. It does it with our bodies, it does it with our lifestyles and it would do it with weddings too. So Absolutely. that I think affects the experience a little pre and post the wedding. Yeah, I mean, I have to often take social media detoxes because yeah. it gets yeah. quite <laughs> like that whole imposter syndrome steps in and it's like, oh, Yeah, Lisa, Lisa and but, I were having a bit of a chat about it last week, weren't we? Yeah, well, so, we put up a poll not too long ago and I just asked the audience you know how does social media impact your wedding planning and the majority which really frightened me said that it it makes me feel overwhelmed and like my wedding's not going to be good enough mm-hmm. and that just exactly. like breaks my heart because the the aesthetic isn't the driving force of you know you shouldn't be aiming to have your wedding on Instagram blogs and directories and all of that kind of thing. What you should be the core of your wedding day is making sure that you have the best fucking day ever. And it's about you as a couple, you know? So I think everyone. It's a real shame. Yeah, it is a shame um, because it can, as you said, be used as a really useful tool, but it can also be something that really, you know, goes the opposite way. So I think. I would recommend social media detoxes to everybody every so often. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because Definitely. the majority of the time when you're just scrolling there for hours on end, you don't end up feeling too good when you walk away. So, no. I mean, there's tools with on Instagram as well that you can save posts and use yeah. it usefully, but, you know, if you're ever feeling... And finding your vendors as well, I think yeah. it's, a great, it's a great tool. Yeah. But it's good yeah. to know that people aren't alone anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Insta- as far as styling goes, I love finding like little up-and-comer talents, florals and um, stationary artists and whatnot. Like that's a really, really yeah. easy, fun way to find them. So 
Yeah. Um, and in just the community of it, I, I really love it when someone slips into your DMs and they're like, oh my God, I love your work. Or you slip into theirs and say the same thing. And it's just instantly a relationship there. It's yeah, really nice. definitely. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on today, Heidi. And have you got any parting advice for couples that are in the midst of planning their wedding? I would say probably touching a little bit back on what we were saying before about choosing vendors that you love and choose them for their overall vibe and make sure that you have a chat with the person behind the brand before you engage with them because you want to make sure that you click on a personal level as well. Like they're going to be a really big part of the planning process of your wedding. And then if not that they're on the day, you don't, you don't want people around me like, Oh, I don't know about this guy. So just, yeah, check in, vibe it out. And Mm. hopefully, you know, you've got someone that you really enjoy communicating with and that you have a natural like for, and then you can sit back, trust their process and yeah, give that little bit of surrender for a really stress-free experience. I love that, Hides. And can I, I have one more question for you that's actually not on the list. And I also have just three questions from our audience for you. But I just wanted to ask you, for those who are on a super tight budget, can mm-hmm. you suggest styling ways that might elevate a wedding when they don't have heaps to spend in that area? Yeah. I would, I would say definitely putting your money towards wow moments opposed to trying to have everything. So, you know, things like a welcome sign, even sometimes a seating chart, um, excessive decor, uh, you know, the upgrade on the cutlery, all that stuff, it's not really going to change anything. The moments that your guests walk in and go, oh, wow, look at that. That's beautiful. What a gorgeous little floral display put your money towards that, have your stylist relocate it after into your reception space, get double use out of things. Um, they're probably my, that's probably my best suggestion. Yeah, just that's great. Finding double use wherever you can without it sort of um, impeding on your guest experience. Of course, you don't want people charging through with chairs and whatnot, but yeah, big, big bang moments are where you want to put your money. Love that. Yeah. Well, before we actually get into the audience questions, we were having a chat offline about where you're actually located so i just wanted to sort of give you a plug and um <laughs> how can people find yeah, you yeah because you say you said <laughs> you're based you on the co- on coffs harbour now but where do you yeah where do you actually service well really anywhere in australia like i will happily go anywhere or and internationally that's very much a um you know, on application type thing though. Uh, But yeah, predominantly I'm between the Hunter and sort of down toward Canberra or Sydney region and then more northern between Byron all the way up to the sunny coast. So pretty broad and in between is, I guess it's, I wouldn't say it's a dead zone for weddings, but it's a little on the quieter side. So I tend to focus myself (laughs) in the other spaces. Yeah, There's a a real market for it's for wedding venues up there, I find. Mm. Like, it's oh, singing yeah. out. I know there's a, like, there's a nice one in Crescent Head, but mm. I mean, I'm not too familiar with heaps. I think there's a couple in Crescent now. Yeah, but mm. um, you, you're right. Yeah. It's um, screaming out for a wedding venue, whoever's listening. Yeah, yeah if there's any millionaires out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, in the current climate as well, you have to have billions of dollars. Um, so, just a few questions from our audience. Advice on working with table lamps on reception tables. How would you suggest using table lamps? 
So this may be a question of logistics. I'm wondering if this person is questioning how do you do it with the cords and things, like if you don't have an LED light or if they're just talking about how to style it up. If we're talking logistically, you can buy LED globes that you then put into the inside of the lamp and you can either cut the cord off or just wrap it underneath the lamp or hide it with fabric or whatever. That would be logistically how I would light up a lamp without it needing to be corded. Mm-hmm. Um, or just obviously finding a really beautiful lamp that is touch lamp and it lights up from a battery. Um, Styling-wise, I love using lamps. I think they add like a really European touch. So, you know, bulking them out with fruit and, you know, luxe fabrics. They look great. Amazing. Love that. Three tips for styling a cocktail wedding. Cocktail weddings. Uh, I think it always really depends on the space. So whenever I'm styling any, any space, any type of wedding, it's all about the canvas that we're playing to and how do we elevate that space in particular. It's got a really gorgeous European garden, get your market umbrellas going. Mm. It's, just, it's all about enhancing upon what you're already working to because if you're working in an industrial space, I would suggest I wouldn't suggest um, market umbrellas, you know. It's just really about playing to the zone. Um, so, yeah, probably just think about your space and how that's going to be elevated best yeah. by your styling elements. Beautiful. And this one was cute. And I don't know, I think it's kind of going to be a bit of a personal preference, but what are your thoughts around handwritten love letters as the ceremony backdrop? Oh, I have like you ever that. Se- have you ever seen that? I've done, I don't know. I I read it and I was like, that's a really sweet idea, like quite gorgeous. Um, It would. I I think anything done well can be really cool. It's just how it's executed. Yeah. Um, On what material and all of that. Yeah. 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 What's the materials? What's the font? What colors? What's around it? What's it being framed by? It, it totally could change the vibe of what is being portrayed in how it's executed. But I do think that's a very cool, cool little sentimental idea. Mm-hmm. I love love letters in any way. I've got a couple at the moment that we're doing really beautiful personalised place cards for the guests. So every guest has a little message specifically directed to them, written out by the bride and groom. And um, just little things like that. That's such a good touch. I was going to do that, Eddie, and you were like, are you kidding? We're not writing notes to personal. (laughs) No, I think Lucy was like, let's let's split it. I was like, have you seen my handwriting? No way. (laughs) Yeah, and then I would have been stuck writing all of them and that was not going to (laughs) happen. Well, there you go, guys. Hopefully that is a... And it, like, it's definitely a welcomed piece of advice from right from a stylist's mouth. So thank you so much for that, Heidi. Honestly, awesome. so much glorious information in that interview. Yeah, I took wow. away a lot too. So thank yeah. you. Thank Aww. you so much. You just you absolutely hit that out of the out of the park. And you're our oh, first interview you. back. Like oh, this season. Yeah. Like so. Yay. I felt that was a really nice intro back into talking to amazing people in the industry and there's just so much love and advice to give from this end. So thank you so much for taking the time to jump on. I know you're super busy. No, thank you both so much for inviting me on. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, it was amazing having you.